This is a recording of the speech on Friday night, Parshas Miketz, Tav Shin Pei Dalad. Shabbos, as we have since October 7th, we've been focusing on the Matzav and Eretz Yisrael on Friday nights as it relates to Advar HaLacha, and on Shabbos Day, more in relation to Agada Shkafa. And tonight is no different. I would like to tie the situation after the relation to October 7th to an interesting point in halacha that is relevant to Yana Diyama. In this week's Sadra, we discuss waiting. The brothers are not at all interested in going down to Mitzrayim. Despite the famine that they're suffering through in Eretz Yisrael, they're not rushing down to Mitzrayim. How do I know? For those who were here a few years ago, on Friday night, we discussed the Tuvayimer theory, which I actually used next week in Parshas Vayigash, namely, that when person A says to person B, Vayimer X says to Y, and then the next time it says again, Vayimer X to Y without there being any obvious response from Y to X, it's because X did not, when X was speaking to Y, X did not say something that Y wanted to respond to, whatever the reason is. So if you look at this week's Sedra, the Pasuk tells us, Why are you hanging out here? Why aren't you going down? According to way, as I want to put it, they were um, making it out as though they had provisions that they didn't need to go to Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk then continues, the next Pasuk, We never find that the brothers actually respond. The next Pasuk is they're going down to Mitzrayim, but we never see a response to Yachem. But they didn't want to go. For obvious reasons, assuming that they knew that Yosef had been sold to Mitzrayim, then they might explain that they did not want to have to confront this nemesis of theirs, their old demons, if you will. Additionally, even after the brothers had gone down to Mitzrayim, had received their provisions, and they come back to Eretz Canaan, and the provisions are running out, they don't go back. Why don't they go back? Again, the brothers would have potentially gone back, but they had to bring down the, the brother, Binyamin. And Yaakov didn't want to let Binyamin go. He did not want to part ways with him. And as Rashi points out, that the Yehuda said, Yehuda Amalachem, Hamtinu Lazokin Ad Shetikla Pasmin Abayas. Let's wait till the old man, you know, eventually he's going to relent once everyone is starving. So you see different forms of waiting, people tarrying, people dallying, people delaying in order to avoid a difficult situation, a difficult conversation. And I would like to discuss the notion of waiting as it relates to Kiddush Levana, where Mir Hashem, if the weather holds up tomorrow, we're going to be Mekadosh Levana, we're going to do Kiddush Levana on Matzoy Shabbos. And this very much relates to waiting. What do I mean? Let's start at the beginning. The Umar tells us in Sanhedrin, on Membez, on Aleph, if somebody 
is doing Kiddush Levon at the right time, it's like he was Merkabal the Pnei Perhaps we can adduce an additional homiletic explanation on top of what Rabbi Yechman says over there in the Gemara, the Gemara there says because we, as we make sort of a Gzair Shava between HaKadosh HaZelochem and Zeh Kelivan Veyu. So the Zeh and the Zeh connection tells us that if somebody has the Chodesh at the right time, it's like they're, as it were, um, paying homage to their Rabbi Shalom. When is the right time to be mevarech ha'chodesh? The Gemara just says, Rabbi Yechman says, Kol mevarech ha'chodesh You make Kiddush Levana at the right time. So that's like being mekabal the Pathanesh It doesn't tell us when that time is. The Gemara there in Sanhedrin, on the, on the page before, on the Malachim and Beis, the Gemara brings down a machloikas about whether one is able to say Kiddush Levana until the seventh day or until the sixteenth day, but they wanted to say what from when one is to actually start making the Kiddush Levana. The making the bracha on the on the Levana on the new moon is the same way one would make a bracha. The Mushalmi brings it down as part of the list. You make a bracha when you see the Keshas, different things we make brachas on. So seeing the new moon is one thing one makes a bracha on. So the Gemara is telling us if you do it at the right time, it's like in Mechabal of What the right time is, not clear. We know when the wrong time is, either past the 7th or past the 16th, uh, or past the 15th, we 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 actually hold. Obviously that we go with the second opinion that you have until the 16th to be able to Mechadosh Lovana. But we don't know from the Gemara what, from when one starts. The Ramah, the Ramah in Hilchus Brothers, and then you can keep on going until the 16th. That means the Ram holds Pashit. When is the, the right time? The right time is from the first night, from the from the time of the new moon, from our status, you're able to be Mavarak on the Lavana, and then that proceeds in for another two weeks. That's the sheet of the Ramam. However, that's not necessarily the only position here. What do I mean? And, and just to note, on the point of the Rambam, it would kind of make sense, right? You have the new moon, you have the new moon, and as early as possible. You should do the first night. We know we say the famous Mechilta, Mechilta the Rabbi Shmuel, Pashas Boy, and we have the concept that a mitzvah is the Mechilta says, don't let the chametz, right? You don't let the, the flower become chametz. So you don't let the mitzvahs become chametz. You do them as soon as you can. Right away, you go to do whatever the command is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if the idea is that a person is meant to be able to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is commanding him, immediately, as soon as possible. So makes sense why the bracha of Kiddush Levana should be on the first day. That that would be the ideal time if one is able to say it, assuming one is able to see the new moon, it wasn't cloudy, etc. However, that's not the only shita here. And in fact, that's not the shita that we hold like. You see in the Sechah Seferim, the, the um, 
The Masechah Sefer says the following, and this is in Parachaf, the first, the first mission over there. The, the Masechah Sefer says, V'ein mevarchen al hayareach, el b'maytzei Shabbos. You only make the Berchas Halavon on Saturday night, kishuhum mevusam, uvekelem noen, when he's dressed nicely, when he's appropriately perfumed. That's the appropriate time to make Kiddush Levana. Some of the commentaries explain because then he's appropriately happy, he's in a good mood, Shabbos, etc. Says the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramon in Tavchavav, they both say that when is the appropriate time to say Kiddush Levana on Matzai Shabbos, just like it says in Masech Sefer. The Ramah adds that you should note that, it, let's say, Mosh happened on a Monday. So that means that the first Mosh Shabbos is going to be seven days later. So the Ramah says, that's not a problem. You should wait till Mosh Shabbos. However, what happens if it was a different situation where you somehow didn't have the opportunity to be Levana on the first Motsoi Shabbos, and the, the second Motsoi Shabbos that you would have, that you'll be able to Mekadosh Levana, is after the 10th day, the Ramah points out, It's Dafka if the Motsoi Shabbos takes place before the 10th day. This notion of is ideal when? After Matzai Shabbos. On uh, Matzai Shabbos, sure. But only if it's before the 10th. If it's after the 10th, you're running risks. So says the Ramah, if, the, if you didn't have the ability to on the first Matzai Shabbos, we'll see why. So you have to now wait for the second Matzai Shabbos. But that second Matzai Shabbos is going to be now after the 10th. So then you shouldn't you shouldn't wait for that long. You should just take the opportunity to because then you're running the risk. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a cloudy night. There won't be another Matsuri Shabbos, and then you're going to be overrunning the time. But what is the earliest time that the Shokhanarch and the Ramah hold? That one is able to Mikadash Levana? They say only after seven days. So that is, according to the Rami Mikadash Levana, the first day. The first day, the first time you have the ability, the first day of the month, you Mikadash Levana. Again, so long as, as you're able to see something of the moon, you're able to make Kaddish Levon. Says, says the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramon, no. You have to wait seven days. And ideally, you should do it on Matzai Shabbos. So imagine the situation, right? The situation is, in effect, that you're going to have a limited amount of time, so you're going to be able to get this kind of a situation. We have to wait seven days, close to according to the Ramon, we have to wait seven days, and be Maita Shabbos and be before the tent. Point to the Shulchan you have to wait seven days, and it should be Maita Shabbos. It doesn't have to be the tent. It could be even after the tent. According to the Shulchan you could wait. The Achreinim, the Mishnah versus all the Achreinim, but the Achreinim disagree. We reject the Psak of the Shulchan and the Ramah. We hold that we do not wait seven days. We do not. We wait three days. We wait three days from the Mailah, not from Rosh Hashanah, the Mailah, the Mailah was 
three days me'ais le'ais, and then we're mekanish l'chayda. Then we're able to say kiddush levana. <coughs> this is our position. Rabbeinu Menoyach there on the Rambam notes that the hapeskim le'iratzu lichtoiv devarim elu lefi she'ein hadahas noite she'yach mitzvah mitzvah habal yadei. Rabbeinu Menoyach points out that this is a very weird situation. Normally, when a mitzvah comes to our hands, we try to grab the opportunity to do the mitzvah right away. We shouldn't be making it chametz. And here, the Ramam says that you go and do Kiddush Havana right away. But everybody else says no. Either wait seven days, you wait three days. We're waiting, always waiting some amount of time. Why are we waiting? Says Rabbi Menach, the Paiskim didn't want to discuss it. They didn't want to talk about this so much because it's not a normal thing that we should be waiting. We should be waiting to do a mitzvah. We should do the mitzvah right away the moment it comes up. Why are we waiting? I would like to try to explain this waiting that we're doing of Kiddush Shavana, which in this week, right, Rosh Kiddush on Wednesday, right? So so the 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 day of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, right? Matzai Shabbos will be our, our beginning to the fifth day. That's the earliest time to do it, so we're going to do it on that day. But generally speaking, the Mishnabur writes and various Achorim write that we wait three days. Our custom is to wait three days. And ideally, we do it on Matzai Shabbos. So if we wait three days, and then it'll be Matzai Shabbos, and then that'll be the, the, the earliest time to do it. If it'll be the sixth day, whatever, all the same, as long as we're waiting the three days. The Taz explains that the reason for it is because we want to have some Hanah from the Ur of the Levana. We want to we wanna be able to see the moon. If you do the Kiddush Havana, the first day, you don't even see the moon. It's very difficult. So, so therefore, we wait. That's the Taz's approach. I like to give a different explanation. Start out with a joke. <laughs> a joke I heard from Roshiva, who I used to learn with, uh, second Seder. His name was Rabbi Daniel Lerfeld. And he said over the joke from his rabbi, Rechaim Zimmerman, who was himself a student of a Baruch Ber. He was an interesting personality. Rechaim uh, Zimmerman would go to, uh, he was the uh, Rashiva of Skoki, my wife's grandfather told me, who had a bookstore in Chicago known as Rosenblum's Bookstore. He said he would come in to the bookstore. You know, he had a, a very interesting uh, a car, he had a like a sports car, which wasn't a typical car for a yeshiva. He would come into the into the svarim, so he would literally sit there for hours just reading all the new svarim that were published. That's uh, a bit a bit idiosyncratic, had some eccentricities, and ended up being in Machon Harry Fishel at the end of his life. In any event, this was a story that he told me. That Rechaim Zimmerman was not getting along with the administration there at Skokie Shiva. And by the dinner, made the following joke, said the following story. He says, Aleinu Asher and the moms who came to Kodesh Borchot to complain. Aleinu says that they don't pay any attention to me. They're running out of shul. They're putting away the tefillin. No one really pays attention when they say Aleinu. Ashiyot says the people running from the bathroom, you know, until they put the signs now, everybody, somebody who sponsored the signs on all the all the bathrooms and the yeshivas. So now people can say Ashiyot with some kavana, but people running, they're not really having kavana during the Ashiyot. Now the mom just says, Lo I can't get married. There's no place for me in the Jewish people. 
So Hakadosh Baruch said to Olayda, "Listen, to placate him, to mollify him." Hashem said, "Listen, I'm going to put you, Mamish Rosh Hashanah and Kippur Davening in the middle there of Musaf. You're going to be the highlight." And to the Ashiyotza, um, Hashem said, "Look, I'm going to put you, Mamish, in the middle of every wedding, Ashiyotza." Right, Mitzamle, Mitzelam, Kim. Right, Hakadosh Baruch is going to put you right in the middle of the shower buttons. And to the Mamzer, I'm going to put you as the president of Skokie Yeshiva. That's how the how he concluded, and presumably that's how he left the job. This idea of trying to placate Olenu by putting Olenu in the in the middle of Rosh Hashanah. And Yom Kippur Shmaneser is a very nice story. And Olenu is obviously, as a, according to Chazal, is a big history. It's from Yeshua. But the reality is, we add Olenu to the end of things, even when it is entirely unnecessary. We add Olenu to the end of Kiddush Levana. Why do we do that? We already finished Avni Mar. Why are we adding Olenu? And the answer is, is that when it comes to Kiddush Levana, there's a very interesting fear. And that is the fear of praying to the moon. And we have various halachas that have developed within Kiddush Levana that respond to this fear of having moon worship, for example. Even though it says in Mesechus that when you are being Kiddush Levana, you should be looking at the Levana. We hold the halacha that absolutely not. You look at the Levana for a second to make sure it's there, but then you don't look at it. It's also to look at that moon. We say, as an aside, just to note, so after 1967, Shlomo Gern uh, pointed out that we need a new bracha of Nachem. You can't say it because it's no longer it's no longer Shemim. It's all built. It's been rebuilt. So I think in 1969 or thereabouts, after the landing of the moon, he said, we can't say, because we could touch the moon. For those who want the, the, his various different gersos, we can talk about it afterwards. But when we say, so the halacha is he's supposed to jump. Right? You, you stand up on your toes. But the halach is clear. You're not allowed to bend your knees. Because Chaz Hashem should look like you're bowing to the moon. And similarly, in relation to Aleinu. Why was Aleinu added? And the Bira Halacha writes that he heard some somebody a good reason. Now the reason we added Aleinu, even though it has nothing to do with the Kiddush Havana, it's not, it's not relevant to Kiddush Havana. We already said, finished Meir, we already finished Downing. Why are we adding Aleinu? Says the Bira Halacha, because we want to make sure no one thinks that we just said a prayer to the moon. That nothing to do with the moon. So we say Olenu to show that this has nothing to do with the moon. And I would like to suggest to you that perhaps this is why, if you look at the Hilkas of, of Berges Achama, if you look over there, the Mishnabur writes in the Seder of Berges Achama, the, the Mishnabur points out there that in, in Semen Reish Lamed, the Mishnabur points out that the end of that scene of various tefillas that they made up for the Berchaz HaChama, we should say Olein. Why are we saying Olein? I'd like to suggest you this is the same reason. 
No one should think we just came out every 28 years to bow down to the sun. We're not bowing down to the sun. That's what we're saying alone. But perhaps we can use this now to explain why it is that we're waiting. Three days, seven days. We're waiting so that no one should think that we're jumping to go bow down to the moon. We let the moon wax for a few days before we go out there. Because it's not to the moon that we are davening. You're davening to the Abishta. We're thanking the Abishta for giving us the constellations, for giving us the sun, the moon, the stars, and all the things. So Makadash Levana, but not because of the fact that we are davening to the moon. So therefore, we let the moon wax for a bit to show that it's not the moon that's instigating it, even though normally we would be doing a mitzvah the moment it would be able to do it. Here we're machmitz the mitzvah in order to truly do the mitzvah just for Agarish Baruch and not to have any possible misunderstanding of who we're davening for. Perhaps that would be the homiletic explanation for Rabbi Yechanan said, that Rabbi Yechanan Sanhedrin Membei said, It's like you are when you do it correctly. That is exactly what you're doing. And you're bowing down to the moon. However, this answer, while it is very good, cannot ultimately be the only answer as to why we added a lenu to the to the um because at the end of the day, we also add Roleinu to after Brismila. And no one's going to say that after Brismila that we are somehow, we're in some sort of pagan worship, that we're bowing down to something other than a Kodesh Baruch So why are we adding an Oleinu even after Brismila? The answer to that, many suggest, the Velt suggests, that the reason we added Aleinu after the Bismillah is because what does Aleinu say? Aleinu says, Aleinu Shabbat Hadan HaKol. Lois says, Gedulah Tebereshis. That what? Shaloi Asonu Kigaya Aratzois. Velois Omonu Kemishpachai Sohadama. Shehem Ishtachem and Lehevel Varik Vanachnu. Right? We must bow to the Rabbani Shalom. The whole point of the Madbeh of Tzfilah of Aleinu is to show how we are different, that we're diving to the Ebershta and not to anything else. We are now just finishing circumcising a child. We are taking that child away from the masses, the majority of the, 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 the super majority of the entire world. And we are now defining, consecrating this child in the bris of Avram Avinu to that we're going to be, he's going to be different. So this is the most opportune time to say, there is nobody like us. We are a separated nation. Perhaps that would then explain in relation to why we put it after the Kiddush Levana. The Jewish people are compared to the Levana. And as the Levana waxes and wanes, so to the Jewish people. There are times when we are up and times that we are down. October 7th was a punch. We waned, but we will wax again. We are going to eventually wax again and get to a stage of rebuilding, a stage of re-upping, a stage of being able to manifest even greater than we were before. We should be zeche to peace in Eretz Yisrael, return of all the hostages, good shabbos.